postpartum body odor. It is a totally natural phenomenon because your body chemistry changes after giving birth. And so sometimes that means that what worked before is no longer effective. But I am excited to say that now there is a solution for that stubborn odor. The Sugar Sugar Postpartum Deodorant is a completely natural deodorant made by a postpartum mom who went through it herself. And it works by eliminating and preventing bacterial body odor without covering up your skin's comforting smell to your baby while giving you 12 hours of odor control. And let me tell you, it actually works. Here at the house, we've all been trying it and loving it. Now, before you think, ew, you're sharing a deodorant with your husband and daughter, let me explain that this full-body deodorant comes in a convenient pump applicator that lets you apply it anywhere on your body with no bacteria traveling on the deodorant, so no ew involved. We also love that the Sugar Sugar Postpartum Deodorant has a delightful natural scent of USDA certified organic extracts that smell like a pink sugar cookie with lemon frosting. I thought this would be a little strange, but it's actually amazing. Also, the Sugar Sugar Postpartum Deodorant is free from artificial fragrances and any kind of senoestrogens or herbs that can interfere with breastfeeding. Find your Sugar Sugar Postpartum Deodorant at postpartumdeodorant.com. That's postpartumdeodorant.com and use the code BIRTHFUL for 20% off through the month of May. Get your Sugar Sugar Postpartum Deodorant now at postpartumdeodorant.com and start smelling more like yourself again. Pregnancy and postpartum are some of the most nutritionally demanding times of your life, which makes sense because you're basically acting as your baby's pantry while pregnant or nursing. That's why the quality of your prenatal supplements is so vitally important. Hands down, the one I recommend is needed. So I'm thrilled to say that if you use the code BIRTHFUL at thisisneeded.com, you can get 20% off your first month of needed products. Needed is the number one nutrition brand recommended and used by me and over 4,000 practitioners from nutritionists to midwives, functional medicine doctors, and OBGYNs. Needed is for anyone trying to conceive, pregnant, postpartum, and really, this is goodness you can use even before and beyond the perinatal years. Along with prenatals, Needed offers premium supplements for every stage, from egg quality support to a lactation support plan, a stress and sleep support plan, and a gut health plan. In fact, I've had clients rave about Needed's pre and probiotic formula, saying how much better it made them feel compared to their usual probiotics. And to me, Needed's hydration support packets, which only have ingredients you can pronounce, are a must in any doula or hospital bag. Also, Needed's prenatal multi is available in capsules and easy-to-take vanilla powder for those with nausea or pill fatigue. Head over to thisisneeded.com and use the code BIRTHFUL for 20% off your first month of Needed products. That's thisisneeded.com and use the code BIRTHFUL for 20% off your first month of Needed products. Welcome to BIRTHFUL. I'm Adriana Lozada. 
do I even know where my body is? Do I, if I close my eyes right now, do I know where my hands are? And you'd be surprised to know, depending on what has happened and how long you have lived there, you may not even be able to feel parts of your body. That is high-risk pregnancy and somatic trauma specialist, Parijat Deshpande. Today, we'll be talking about the importance of connecting with your body to release trauma, increase resiliency, improve pregnancy and birth outcomes, and get out of survival mode so you can truly start thriving. Make sure you stay on to the end of the episode for my two things to do, one for you, one for the rest of us. You're listening to Birthful, here to inform your intuition. Welcome, Parajat. It is a delight to have you here. And it's been a while. So for those listeners who don't know you, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and also how you identify? Yes. Hello. <laughs> I'm so glad to be back here and chatting with you again. I am Parijat Deshpandev, and my pronouns are she, her. And I guide women who are trying to conceive and are pregnant after second and third trimester losses or preterm delivery on how to support their bodies to reduce their risk of complications and preterm delivery in their next pregnancy. And I do all of this work all inspired by my own experience of going through a very high-risk pregnancy after infertility and fertility treatments and uh, a loss and then developing multiple complications and delivering my son extremely preterm, but delivering him later than my medical team thought was possible. And it was during that personal experience that I recognized that there is a missing piece in prenatal care that I am just so honored to bring to my clients' lives and to their experiences and growing their family. Mm. And I love that how you bring all this work together is cemented on that things aren't out of your control, even if you're having a high-risk pregnancy, and that there's a lot you can do to influence it positively in terms yes. of outcomes and experiences. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. Well, before we get into it, though, we have to lay some groundwork. Why don't you get us started with a rough explanation of the nervous system and more specifically about the autonomic nervous system? Yes, absolutely. So the autonomic nervous system is a part of our nervous system that is kind of broken up into two branches that you may have heard of, the sympathetic and the parasympathetic branch. And I like to think about those in terms of the analogy of a car. So the sympathetic branch is like the accelerator of the car and the parasympathetic is like the brake of the car, if you will, really rough analogy. Essentially, the sympathetic nervous system is designed to keep us alert, alive and awake. <laughs> and the parasympathetic nervous system is what you might have heard as the rest and repair branch of that nervous system. And we need both of them. There needs to be a balance of going from back and forth, back and forth. And a healthy nervous system is one that has the flexibility to lean into one or the other branch as needed to help support optimal health. And so I'm so excited to expand a little bit of that concept of the nervous system because Pretty much that's why the, the two branches is what I learned in school. I'm sure that's what you learned in school. But in the 90s, there were some really amazing developments in neuroscience. Mm -hmm. And the concept of neuropsychoimmunology came up, which is something that I know you talk a lot about. So can you explain that it's a bit, really big word? What does it mean? <laughs> yes, it's one of my favorite words. Um, so it's essentially... 
um, something that we found recently and is, as you can imagine, slow to titrate into actual practice of all kinds. But we have robust data on this that shows us that there is a very tight, very almost predictable relationship between our nervous system, our immune system, and our endocrine system. And essentially what it's showing us is we generally have this idea that while stress is bad for health, we know that to some degree, but how exactly this field, psychoneuroimmunology, sometimes called psychoneuroendoimmunology, uh, just to make it a little bit longer, <laughs> is, is really how it shows us the dynamics between these various body systems and how they work together and how they're influenced by each other when we are in a situation of threat and when we live in that situation of survival mode for longer than it is intended to be activated and what that does to our bodies. The issue arises when we are stuck there or frozen there, chronic stress or traumatic stress. That's when the issues arise. And that's when that cascading effect of long-term health issues start coming up. Chronic health issues, both postpartum, who are generally outside of pregnancy. And that's also what sets the stage for pregnancy complications and, and preterm delivery during pregnancy. Mm -hmm. And as a side note, that sustained stress can affect the health of Black and people of color along with institutional racism and intergenerational trauma. And it's not from genetics. Yes. 100%. Now, in terms of the nervous system, so many breakthroughs. This breakthrough happened, and another one that happened in the 90s, right, is how we view the nervous system with the polyvagal theory of Stephen Porges. Is that mm -hmm. how you say his name? I think it's Porges, but we may also be butchering that entirely because I don't think it's... We're trying. We're trying. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Stephen. He first outlined it in 1995, but that has been getting more traction in recent years for sure. Okay. And he talks about breaking that nervous system into three branches rather than two. That's right. How would you explain that triune autonomic system? Right. So I would explain it as we just talked about, right? We've got the sympathetic, which is the fight or flight, the one that keeps us awake, alert, alive. The parasympathetic, which is the rest and repair. And then we've got what he offered as the social relationship, social kind of connection nervous system, basically identifying that another way to modulate our bodies is through being around and integrated with safe social relationships. Human beings are social animals. We do not function in isolation. We are not meant to be in isolation. And so he identified this additional part of our nervous system that is attuned to and is always looking for that social connection with safe others. Mm, and can play a huge part in us being able to feel safe, even if we have a lot of stressors. Right. If we've got people around us that fill our cup, right, that we feel we have that village of support. Right. Absolutely. But here's the thing, right? It's all on a continuum. And so if, for example, what we've also found is, for example, if you're living in a body with traumatic stress, right, where your, your nervous system is frozen in that sympathetic dominance of fight or flight in, in experiencing your world, um, in, a, in through survival mode, so to speak, right? When you're in that mode, we cannot tap into 
the social nervous system. We cannot get there. And so, and this is really important because when we're in that frozen state of survival, even if we are surrounded by the safest people in our lives, our bodies and our brains cannot accept that safety yet. Not yet. We have to actually unfreeze the nervous system to be able to allow for that impact of the safe others to happen to our bodies. Why is it important to feel safe in terms of pregnancy development and outcomes? Mm -hmm. Because when our body is living in sympathetic dominance, meaning in that fight or flight, that survival mode, danger mode, whatever you want to call it, the impact that that shifted nervous system has on the immune system and the endocrine system specifically, those three, they have to be in a particular balance in order to support pregnancy. Now, the interesting thing here is that balance is actually different in pregnancy than outside of pregnancy. So we do expect a shift of some kind from pre-pregnancy to pregnancy. That in and of itself, again, is not the issue. It is when it's outside of that balance and it comes out of balance because you are living in that survival mode, sympathetic dominance, it impacts the immune system and endocrine system in a way that we know is tied to significantly increasing risk of pregnancy complications such as preeclampsia, gestational hypertension, gestational diabetes, PPROM, preterm contractions, um, incompetent cervix, and preterm delivery, among many others. Diaper rash. It can be a truly uncomfortable experience for a baby. And so I find that one of the biggest conundrums when diapering is figuring out what diaper cream to use. So many options are thick and goopy, making them hard to apply and hard to wipe off. But I can personally say that this is not the case for Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Dr. Mom Butt Balm is a pediatrician-approved skin protectant that is free from dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, designed as a breathable formula to help maintain an optimal skin barrier while allowing the healing to occur. This butt balm was developed by a mom who is also a doctor, hence the name Dr. Mom Butt Balm, when she couldn't find any traditional products that worked for her baby's persistent diaper rash and she wasn't about to settle. So she created Dr. Mom Butt Balm to go on smooth and be easy to remove while also being gentle on your baby's delicate skin. With Dr. Mom Butt Balm, you can say goodbye to excessive wiping to clean your little one's already chafed skin. Dr. Mom Butt Balm is so soft and goes on so smooth that you'll only need a small amount instead of having to layer on a thick goop. Plus, it has a lovely minty scent. Learn more about Dr. Mom Butt Balm at drmombuttbalm.com. That's drmombuttbalm.com. Or look for it at Amazon.com. Today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. And sometimes I find that investing gets put off because it doesn't seem urgent or because with our busy lives, we may not have the time to research and manage said investments. Which is why I so appreciate that Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future and that you don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, 
you can get started with just your spare change. So, for example, I take advantage of Acorn's roundup feature where they round up the purchase amounts I make in my linked account to the nearest dollar, and then they automatically transfer that to my invest account portfolio. Also, Acorns can recommend an expert-built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. For me, that's easy-peasy investing. Head to acorns.com slash birthful or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier 1 compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash birthful. Investing involves risk, including loss of principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors LLC Acorns is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorn Securities LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. All right. So then can we talk about some of those approaches, depending on where you are in the spectrum? Because like you were saying, if someone who's stuck in fight or flight, it might be impossible to do breathing exercises, which we hear so much. Just take deep breaths. Right. <laughs> yes, because we, I think we touched on this earlier. It is a continuum, right? We are, it, it's, it's a fluid dance that we're doing in between all these different phases and all these different, uh, quote, I guess, parts of our nervous system that we're activating. And that is in a healthy nervous system that dance is allowed to be very fluid. But when we are, for example, living in a body that uh, has experienced trauma and that trauma has not been released, and I use the word released very intentionally because it is uh, trauma is essentially the nervous system frozen in fight or flight, that's survival mode that we've been talking about so much. And when it is frozen there, you cannot access certain tools, quote unquote, or certain resources that you might have been able to access in other points of your life when the stress was more caused by an acute situation or a chronic stress situation even is very different than traumatic stress. And we talked about this earlier too, for example, turning to safe loved ones very important, so critical for our overall health. And also we don't get the full benefit of that when we are living in a body with traumatic stress and deep breathing is a great example of that. And the number one goal at that point is not to breathe more deeply or to get more sleep or to drink more water or anything like that. Those are all extremely important things to do. But in that moment, it is to help your body feel safe. You have to find a way to feel safe in your body first before any of those other tools are actually going to make a difference. And that safety has to be both cognitively and physically. You need to feel safe both cognitively and physically on your body. So I would say that the cognitive aspect of safety comes when you feel physically safe in your body. It's got to start with the body first, the cognition follows, and then it creates a feedback loop of when I think I feel safe, I do feel safe. And when I do feel safe, I have thoughts of reminding myself that I feel safe. But the, the kind of the unlocking of that has to start at the body level first. So how do you unlock it? There are so many, so many, so many ways. And I will say that the first way, and this might sound really frustrating to some of the listeners, I apologize, but it really does start here, is you've got to recognize that you're frozen there. And that can be really hard to do because if you have lived that way for so long, you don't realize 
that that's where you are. Your, your thermometer has shifted. Your baseline has shifted. And a good way to identify that then is, have I developed new chronic health issues? Have I developed any new pains? Has digestion changed? Have I been getting sick more often? Has something changed? And if yes, track it back. When did that start? I'll give you an example. A lot of my clients, my private clients I work with, identify that, well, they had a you know preterm delivery before or second trimester loss. And after that experience, they developed, say, insomnia or they developed a digestive issue, or a, an autoimmune disease, which I see a lot in my NICU parents. Something happened. And it has been long enough, two years, three years, four years, five years, they go, well, that's just how it is. And I'm ready to try to conceive again. But I don't know why this is happening. How do I improve my health? And we can track it back to, well, when did that start? Oh, yeah. Well, my son came home from the NICU. And I I never, I mean, I didn't sleep because he was a newborn and then I didn't sleep because he was a toddler and then I didn't sleep because he was in preschool and, and I just kind of never slept again. Mm. Yeah, because your body's definitely constantly giving you signals of yeah. if we would listen, right? So, yeah. so wise. So say you have acknowledged it. What are some possible next steps? And I know that everybody has their own figuring out to do and what works for one person won't work for the other, but what would be, after you identify it, what would be a, a next step? Then the next step is to follow physiology. And so I like to give the example of being chased by a bear. There's a very predictable pattern that our bodies go through. When you identify that there's a bear that's chasing you, your whole body goes into complete survival mode, right? The only goal right now is to survive that bear attack. That's it. Everything else is deprioritized. And that's where we're frozen when we're living in a body with traumatic stress is mid-bear attack all the time, all day, every day. So I ask people to think about if you were being chased by a bear and, well, let me tell you, let me tell you what the, the pattern is. So then let's say you're running from the bear, you're getting away from the bear, you find a cave, catch your breath, you look around, okay, bear's maybe still there, but I just want to get home. You keep running, you run, you run, you get into your car turn on the car, right? You can imagine you're frantically, gotta get out of there. I'm pushing on the, the pedal and I'm getting onto the road. And what happens when you get on that road and you start driving away? You start noticing, oh my God, I'm really hot. So you're taking your jacket off. And then you start noticing, my, oh, my hands are really sweaty. Oh my gosh, my, my heart's racing. I'm really thirsty. And then you hear the music that's been on the radio this whole time that you couldn't hear until then. And then you start, you turn to, you know, whoever's running with you, you go, can you believe that just happened? We just ran away from a bear, right? There's a very predictable pattern that goes from bear attack to coming back out of that into baseline. And that is the exact pattern we have to follow in your body. And so that starts with first, how can you feel safe in your body again? Usually for most people, that involves learning how to feel your body again. Most people living with traumatic stress, and, and again, with my clients, it's usually after loss or preterm delivery or complications, for any number of reasons, we lose connection and feeling and sensation in our body. And that's where it has to begin. And in that same release response that you were talking about, I was remembering my talk with Leslie Everest about shaking and, and the primal nature of birth mm -hmm. and how it's very common during labor, but especially during right after the baby's been born to just shake uncontrollably. 
Yes. Yes. That happens after surgeries, when you're coming out of anesthesia. Yes. And after delivery. Absolutely. And which is just part of your body's mechanism of releasing yep. that trauma, of releasing that stress and being able to complete the circuit into yep. safety. That's exactly it. I really like to highlight what you just said, that it's uncontrollable. It is unconscious. It, you have to create a body that will allow for the shaking to happen and it will happen. Uh, and again, to backtrack then, to do that requires you to be able to feel your body first. And sometimes for some people, it's even before sensations. Do I even know where my body is? Do I, if I close my eyes right now, do I know where my hands are? And you'd be surprised to know, depending on what has happened and how long you have lived there, you may not even be able to feel parts of your body. And that's where we start. If you've been thinking of using cloth diapers, you really need to try Charlie Banana. They make the softest cloth diapers I've ever seen. We sent some to our producer's sister who has a five-month-old, and here's what she had to say. I hadn't realized how beautiful and soft these cloth diapers are. They're a luxury for my baby's bottom. That luxurious softness comes from Charlie Banana's use of fluffy fleece and organic cotton. And thanks to their unique and revolutionary design, they grow with your newborn through 36 months. I also love that they fully offset their carbon footprint and donate 1% for the planet. Because I really want you to try Charlie Banana reusable cloth diapers, I've worked out an amazing limited time deal for you, my listeners. You can get 31% off your first purchase. It's only available by going to charliebanana.com slash birthful and using the promo code birthful at checkout. So for 31% off, go now to charliebanana.com slash birthful and use the promo code birthful. How do you build resiliency so that you can navigate between one and the other? Is there a way? Well, like, is that helpful? Yes. And I mean, there's so many different ways for that too, but I think what the core piece of that is learning to tolerate discomfort. Again, not a glamorous answer, I realize. But one of the things that we know is essential for healing, for that completing that cycle that you're talking about and coming out of it and being able to restore health to the nervous system so you can do that dance back and forth is not let me, I feel pain, let me get rid of it. I feel grief, let me get rid of it. I feel guilt, let me get rid of it. It is, can I sit and tolerate it without doing something to it first? And in doing that, I'll tell you, I have seen this happen so much with my clients is as you are able to sit and notice and tolerate it, your body knows how to digest it. And that's oftentimes when you see things like the, the shake or the shiver or some other uh, unconscious automatic response your body is doing because it knows how to digest and release what you have been holding on to. Mm, that was stuck in your body somewhere. And I love that idea of instead of getting rid of it, almost feeling into it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Which is something that I see being so helpful and vital during labor itself exactly. and how to deal with the contractions, which, you know, talk about leaning into and being able to tolerate <laughs> discomfort. <laughs> like I tell my clients instead of resisting, go into it, explore it, see what it's all about. 
Exactly. And I love that you you said that about don't resist it, right? Because if you think of that word resisting, you can imagine for anyone who's had any kind of pain before, whether it's labor related or not, what happens when we resist the pain? Our body tightens up and we go into this like protective uh, mode of, of, I mean, our entire body and our posture changes completely, right? And what happens to the pain then? it usually gets worse. <laughs> well, and, and you have seen that in labor specifically and how that translates to how labor progresses, right? Right. And 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 fear increases too. And it's what yes. Dick, uh, Grantley DeGreed identified way back and way many years ago as the fear, tension, pain cycle yes, that then exactly. creates more fear and you get stuck in that. Yep. That's yep. exactly it. And you're not doing it on purpose. Let me just be really clear about that. This is not by choice. This is not at all by um, you're some kind of masochistic person who likes to torture yourself or anything like that. You're not doing this by choice. This is not your fault. And so it's so important to be continually tapped into your body and how is it feeling? And am I in that space where I'm doing and able to do this dance or is there a place where I'm frozen a little bit? There's no judgment. Just notice. Notice Hmm. it, acknowledge it, and your body will know what to do. That's where that mind-body connection, you start with the body, but then you need to consciously bring your mind into it. And then they're, they're talking, your body and mind are talking to each other. Exactly. Once you come out of that frozen state, now they're talking to each other again. That communication's open again. And it's not just open between mind and body, but now this is now, uh, it's open between you and others. You can now take in that sense of safety from others and allow for their presence to help you stay regulated. Mm -hmm. And then bringing it all full circle, it provides for better outcomes because you're less stressed, your systems, all of them are working together more fluidly. And then you're not stuck in that in that freeze, flight or fight response. And so you've seen with your clients and the work you do, and I've seen it with my clients and the work that I do of better outcomes, both in pregnancy and in birth and better health for the birthing people, for the pregnant person and for the babies. Yes, absolutely. It, It just shows up so consistently that way too. Thank you so very much. It's always a delight to talk to you. Likewise. Thanks for letting me nerd out a little bit today. That was Parajat Deshpande, author of the book Pregnancy Brain, a mind-body approach to stress management during a high-risk pregnancy. Parajat helps those who experience second trimester complications during their first pregnancy feel safe being pregnant again. You can find her on Instagram at healthy.highriskpregnancy or her website parajatdeshpande.com. And both Parajat and I would love if you take a screenshot of this episode right now if you are not driving, and post it to Instagram sharing your biggest takeaway from this episode. Make sure to tag at Birthful Podcast and at healthy.highriskpregnancy. One thing you can do for you is to take a step to move the needle closer to the thriving end of the surviving to thriving continuum. Depending on where you are, this could look like calling a friend that fills your cup, taking a trauma-sensitive movement class, or diving deep into communal healing by joining the embodied communal consultations at educationforracialequity.com. And then the one thing you can do for the rest of us is learn about the long-lasting impacts of trauma on the body. A couple of ways to do this are by reading Rasmus Menachem's book on intergenerational trauma called My Grandmother's Hands, 
or by watching Nadine Burke Harris's TED Talk on how childhood trauma affects health across a lifetime. You can connect with Birthful on Instagram at Birthful Podcast. And to learn more about Birthful and my birth and postpartum preparation classes, go to birthful.com. Birthful was created by me, Adriana Lozada, and is a production of Lantigua Williams & Co. The show's senior producer is Paulina Velasco. Virginia Lora is the managing producer. Cedric Wilson is our lead producer. Kojin Tashiro mixed this episode. Thank you for listening to and sharing Birthful. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, and everywhere you listen. And come back next week for more ways to inform your intuition.